Hello and welcome to the show. On this week's edition, we'll be looking at the world of massively multiplayer online role-playing games, more astutely known as MMORPGs. Now, to start off, unless you've been living in a cave for the last few years, you will have heard of World of Warcraft, or perhaps more recently, Warhammer Online or Age of Conan. World of Warcraft alone has just recently surpassed 11.5 million subscribers worldwide, which makes it the first online game of its kind to amass this level of fanbase. Since World of Warcraft is the longest-running, steadily popular MMO, we'll focus mostly on that game in this session. Later in the show, we'll be hearing from games designer James Charlton and online gaming journalist Michael King to find out their perspectives on this dramatic increase in the popularity of online gaming. As I mentioned before, World of Warcraft is easily the most popular MMORPG in history. Now, here to tell us more about the game and why they think it's become so popular is internet journalist for WoW Insider, Michael King. Hi, my name is Michael King and I write for WoW Insider and I've been writing about online gaming for the past few years now. I chose to write columns about Warcraft mostly because I love playing the game for starters and I like sharing my knowledge and enthusiasm for the game through the online community and uh, WoW Insider was one of the great hubs for that. It started off forever basically talking to people in game and on the official forums and just generally getting involved in a lot of discussion about class specifics, boss encounters in the games, uh, certain quests, anything really and uh, the website covers all of them and it's just great to get myself involved. I originally got into the game basically two of my friends introduced me to it once I moved into a flat which was suitable for holding internet for the game. I just started off pretty slow, like I played it for like an hour or so a night, just basically learning the mechanics of the game and just went from there. First character I created though was a, a human warrior, a very basic character with not much imagination but I was always like a person that sort of liked a sort of hands-on melee character so it seemed like a good idea and I also like making my characters look like myself so obviously human was uh, the most suitable for that compared to say a, a dwarf uh, a night elf or a gnome which are all sort of more fantasy uh, style races and don't really resemble people in real life and it's still my main character for today Questing in World of Warcraft is fairly easy though uh, it starts off uh, just a matter of killing, let's say, five or six mobs that are all nearby, uh, or just gathering an item off a certain type of monster that drops. They're all fairly uh, simple up until uh, later on in the zones where it adds a bit more challenge or uh, variation, uh, especially with the new expansion. They've added a lot more different uh, mechanics into the quests, like uh, vehicles you mount, uh, certain uh, things you have to do with drops uh, to other mobs, and it's just uh, there's a lot more possibilities but starting off they're all quite easy and easy to get a grasp of for each quest you do complete though uh, you get uh, experience points and usually some gold and uh, maybe an item as well but uh, experience points are basically what you get for uh, your character to level up with starts off you need very little like killing about 20 or so monsters will get you the first level after that you need to do a fair amount of quests and uh, it just gets harder and harder the more you go up as to obviously add the challenge uh, but when you level up you gain uh, more stats more health uh, makes you stronger uh, you can use better items and also you gain uh, talent points which uh, you can apply to your character which basically it all uh, basically designs your playstyle for yourself uh, you could uh, say you played a warrior for example you could have uh, talent points in the protection tree if you want to be a tank and basically 
be the person that takes a beating for everyone else, uh, like the distraction for the group, while everyone else uh, kills it or keeps you alive while you're doing this. Or you could say put it in the Fury Tree where you're like a heavy damage class and uh, you're one of the people uh, at the back of the monsters, but anyway, uh, damaging away. Or you could be an arms, which is a arm specs, more of a, a PvP spec, uh, but a bit of get damage as well. The current max level for World of Warcraft though is uh, level 80, which has just been introduced uh, as of November there. Uh, but after once you get to level 80 though, that, the, the game's barely still even started. There's so much to do at max level. There's uh, uh, different ways of playing. You can uh, do player versus player combat, which uh, involves going to battlegrounds and uh, world PvP events. Uh, you could do lots of raids, or you could just basically do lots of dungeons and there's uh, still hours and hours of gameplay uh, involved in all them aspects. There's always new content being added uh, very, very frequently. Uh, usually every couple of months there'll be a new instance or a new raid available or uh, new PvP rewards to encourage you to go to the battlegrounds again, uh, which all keep the gameplay alive and uh, the community alive as well. Raids are my current favourite part of the game, mainly because it requires uh, a lot of coordination and uh, skill to achieve the goals set out. In the current content, they vary from 10 to 25 man difficulties. The difficulty themselves aren't really much different, uh, but the gear is a lot better for the 25 man version, mainly because it requires a lot more coordination and obviously there's a slight bit more skill involved because uh, the, the fights are made a lot more uh, difficult through a lot due to the variation you can have of players. Some people go to these raids to uh, get gear, uh, others go there for the pure challenge of downing the bosses and some just go there for uh, fun, like uh, I do. It's only really fun though when you're going there with uh, friends you know and uh, play with quite often and it's uh, generally quite a good laugh doing it all. The biggest part in World of Warcraft right now though is the, the actual social aspect of the game. Uh, there's so many ways of keeping in contact with other players and your friends in the game. There's uh, guilds which you can all join with your friends uh, to keep in touch through guild chat. There's uh, voice chat in the game which is built in and it's very functional and handy to use. Uh, there's a personalised chat channels so if you can keep in contact with a group of people from different guilds. Uh, there's a, the friends list as well so you can add people that you've maybe done a dungeon with that you've got along and uh, uh, and you want a group of them again. Uh, and I do believe this is mainly why uh, Warcraft becomes so popular. It's just uh, the way of keeping communication between players and uh, the massive amount of content for all playstyles of the game uh, just keeps almost everyone happy that plays it, they, no matter how little or large time they have on the game. And also with the lore from the, the previous free strategy games entwined with the game itself and also the ever-growing uh, story uh, through the expansions which are, we're currently experiencing. It even keeps those lore junkies at bay. I don't know exactly what the future of Warcraft holds, but uh, with the current content, uh, the lineup looks pretty good for the next year or so. And until a competitive rival or a, or the graphics of the game itself start to really show age, and uh, I think Warcraft's going to keep going for a very long time. Well, uh, I hope so anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that was it's been great talking, and uh, thanks for listening. Online gaming has existed since the internet's commercial conception. Of course, it would not be the advanced gaming we're accustomed to nowadays, but the idea was always there. Here to tell us more about how these ideas developed and why is James Charlton.
As far as online gaming goes, MMORPGs are actually a relatively recent concept. It wasn't until 1991 when a game called Neverwinter Nights was released that players could actually interact together in a designed 3D world. Previous MMOs, then known as MUDs, or multi-user dimensions, had used a text-based interface, leaving all the fantasy details to your own imagination. Each of these styles could both attribute their design and success to another party, though. In 1974, a game called Dungeons & Dragons was created by Gary Gygax and Dave Amazon. This was essentially where RPGs began. This was a pen and paper RPG which people could play with as many of their friends as they liked. Players of D&D would create characters that embark upon imaginary adventures within the fantasy setting. A dungeon master, abbreviated as DM, also known as a games master or GM, serves as the game's referee and storyteller, while also maintaining the setting in which the adventure occurs. During each game session, the players listen to the descriptions of their characters' surroundings as well as the additional information and a potential choice from the DM, then describe their actions in response. The characters form a party that interacts with the setting's inhabitants and each other. Together they solve dilemmas, engage in battles, and gather treasure and knowledge. In the process, the characters earn experience points to become increasingly powerful over a series of sessions. Looking at almost any MMORPG available today, it is easily recognisable that the way their play system works directly stemmed upon the concepts developed in D&D. Of course, there were a lot of games and programmes developed in between, who after seeing the success of such a simple design, tried to replicate and profit from this concept. Games like Tunnels and Trolls and RuneQuest followed a couple of years later after D&D's release, each changed in a slight way and becoming popular in its own right, although sticking with the general format. As the years passed, more and more games were released under the heading of RPGs, and of course, as technology progressed, the imaginary environments where these games took place were becoming more real by the day. With gaming consoles being released, in particular the Super Nintendo, which had great success in developing RPG worlds and adventures, including such titles as Zelda and Terranigma, in these games players would be able to explore partially 3D worlds as an in-game character whilst encountering enemies inside dungeons and following a main storyline like had been created already in the pen and paper worlds of Dungeons & Dragons. This trend continued on consoles which followed the SNES, like the Sega Mega Drive, and still held strong as a genre as the next generation of consoles like the PlayStation and Sega Saturn were released. With updated graphics engines, RPGs were given a whole new, complete 3D element, helping their popularity more so. It was only a matter of time until the idea of RPGs was taken to the next level. RPGs had been primarily a single-player adventure, yet one of the strong suits about the gaming consoles was that you could play with your friends in other games. Soon enough, multiplayer capabilities were incorporated into the game design and you were able to battle with your friends. Now skipping forward again to 1991 and the release of Neverwinter Nights really marked a new beginning in a new age of gaming, being the first truly graphical multi-user RPG. A few games followed in Neverwinter Nights' footstep, most notably Ultima Online, which can be credited for first popularising the genre. But it wasn't until 1997 with the release of EverQuest that MMOs really broke the mainstream in the West. Once again, companies noticing this early financial success of MMORPGs made an effort to cash in on the opportunity laid out in front of them. In the years following up until the present day, countless MMOs were released, even free ones which were almost like cheaper imitations of the popular ones. Since 2004, though, there has been one forerunner miles ahead of the curve, namely World of Warcraft. With 11.5 million subscribers worldwide, the developers, Blizzard, had obviously had a keen eye on MMOs and evaluating what was successful in previous ones and adding this into their own fancy world, created by their previous games in the Warcraft series. Although all has been popular to a degree, 
RPGs and online gaming have always come with the stigma almost, referring to players of the genre as teenagers who still live with their, in their parents' house with not much of a social life outside of the games. The latest generation of consoles have helped remove the stigma, as what were once strictly offline gaming consoles have now evolved into the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, which allows players to compete online with people all over the world. This leads to one of the strongest points as to why MMORPGs have become so highly popular in the last few years. The social capabilities in MMOs have steadily and constantly been improved, so you can make lists of your online friends, chat with them anytime when they're in-game, and even group up with them to do quests or activities together. This works in completely contradicting the theory that online gamers are antisocial, thus further helping in fading the stigma of the game. Since the 1970s, RPGs, and in turn MMOs, have done nothing but steadily increase in popularity. With the improvements in technology, graphics specifically, and the social capabilities continually getting stronger, it is no wonder why games like World of Warcraft now have 11.5 million subscribers worldwide. And of course, with our ever-evolving technology, MMORPGs will likely to be around for a very long time still. general consensus from both perspectives seems to be that MMORPGs will be around for a long time, particularly World of Warcraft. While there is valid justification for such an assumption, there are a few facts which may sway this view to an extent. Thinking back to consoles releasing RPGs with their countless game releases, each one would be better than its predecessor in some way at least, due to advances in technology and the ability to implement ideas which had previously been unavailable due to restrictions. In the last 30 years, our technological capabilities have increased incredibly dramatically, and one could argue faster than anything before. This leads us to the question, with the speed at which our capabilities are growing, will MMORPGs not be replaced by another new idea which is not viable for us at the moment? We look forward to finding out. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the show. Until next time, goodbye.